No? Awesome. Okay, great. Now, how many people are excited about the season that we're in at the moment? Season of glory, season of a, a prophetic season, a season of upgrade. You love these words, don't you? Who likes these words? We can just prophesy into it. It's called edifying. Who's ready for upgrade? Yeah. Who's ready for breakthrough? <laughs> okay, a little bit prophetically cliche there. Okay, <laughs> this is good. But, but I just want to, I'm not going to go for ages tonight, but I want to talk about building. Everyone say building. You know, I spoke, about, I spoke a message on building a little while ago, and we, we ascertained very quickly that God is a builder, not Bob, God. And, and, and it's really important that we understand that God likes to, you know, in the book of Philippians, chapter one, verse six, it says that God will do what? He'll complete the good work that he started. Oh, I feel some prophetic stuff tonight. And um, in that, then we understand that God sets out to do something. He builds something. He says that the apostles and prophets are the foundation of the church. And so you need to understand that the language in the New Testament, specifically and in the Old Testament, is often a language of building. Everyone say a language of building. Very good. You guys are listening very attently. Very good. Okay. So if you can put up Isaiah 61 for me, I haven't sent these through, but, but Carl is a machine. He can do everything. How many people, um, if you're watching on live stream, probably can't see this, but Carl is growing a magnificent beard at the moment. And he looks a little bit Scottish and a little bit warrior-like. Now, I don't know if that was his, that was his, his goal. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, cool. So we're going uh, to read this down together. Um, and tonight I want to talk about building alliances. I want to talk about building alliances. So we know, first of all, that God is a builder. We've ascertained that. And so we're going to go down from Isaiah 61. I'm going to go from, I'm going to go from, let me just check my notes really quickly. I'm going to go from verse 1 to verse 8. We can read it together. I think it's really important. So it says this. This is a very famous piece of scripture, isn't it? I have got this tattoo to my arm. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted or the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the favourable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning. How many people think that that's a good thing? Have the, yeah, it really is. The mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting, so they will be called oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Now, this is what I want to focus on here. I wanted to preempt pre that with the, with the first part, though. It says, then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up the former devastations, and they will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Let's just pause there for a second. That's a very powerful scripture. How many people have read that before? This is very, very powerful. This is part of our calling. Part of our calling in Christ is to rebuild things that have been made desolate for generations. And we're actually rebuilding ancient ruins. How many of you know that that is a lot of the time in the realm of the spirit? But how many of you know that in Field of Dreams, who was ever in this building before it got renovated? Now, I know it got renovated a couple of times, but the place that you are sitting in now is not as it was. Now, uh, there was a beautiful banner. Christine, where was the big white banner? Was it over there? There was a big white banner here. The chair, it, well, it was just, it was a very interesting place. And guess what was behind me? A huge organ. And, and much as we like 
the organ. I don't play it myself. Um, pieces of the organ, Marissa uh, uh, skillfully took a piece of the organ and actually made a, um, what do you call it? A, in, in, do you call it an installation? An installation behind here that you can see. And it's actually a really famous British prophet saying the word, saying the word Yahweh. And if you can imagine who that is. And so, so that's actually a sound bite of my voice saying Yahweh. How cool is that? Anyway, not that it matters who, whose voice it is. So, okay, so the desolations, many generations. We've just bought, we bought Munta, as you know. We haven't been able to renovate that as, as, as well as potentially we might have liked to. But the bottom line is that this is all about rebuilding things that were previously kind of dead. And, and, and Belinda spoke on... Um, Sunday afternoon about the Hebrides and about coming through the Hebrides and some of the, some of the things that have been laid to waste there. And, and you know, uh, part of what we believe, you know, we're kind of connecting in to all these places all over the world. And there is, a, there is a form of resurrection, but a form of rebuilding on some of the things that have died previously. And this is really important. How many of you know this is really important? Um, because... I won't go into that right this second, but, but there is something about unstopping the wells because the Philistines or the spirit or the enemy comes and stops up the wells, but part of our calling is to unstop the well. How many people feel like that's important? And this is really, really important, so we're rebuilding. So keep going with the, with the scriptures, please. Okay, so it says, strangers will stand and pasture your flocks, pasture your flocks, and foreigners will be your farmers and your vine dressers. But you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be spoken of as ministers of our God. And you will eat the wealth of nations and their riches. And in their riches you will boast. This is very, very powerful. This is a net result of the Spirit of the Lord being upon us and us actually partaking in this rebuilding or this, this building up again of the ancient ruins. Okay, so that's, that's awesome. Okay, so if you can put up for me Isaiah um, 58 verse 12. Thank you. Oh, good. Okay. I was going to say, Carl's going to start operating remotely. Okay, cool. Okay, so it says this, those from among you, let's read this together, those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age-old foundations and you will be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets in which you dwell. That's hectic. Do you know that part of your name in Christ is repairer of the breach? So your name, Ebony, is Ebony Repairer of the Breach. How cool is that? Christina, Repairer of the Breach. Daryl, Repairer of Lots of Breaches. <laughs> repairer of the Breach. And isn't that amazing that that is actually part of how we are named in Christ in the New Testament, that where things have been breached, how many people know what a breach is? Everyone should after being in this church for any amount of time. But we are repairers of the breach. And what's really interesting is when we look at things spiritually in the past or we look at things that have gone beforehand, what we see is that we see that walls are broken down and the enemy then runs rampant over particular areas. And that is because there has been a breach that has been not just exposed, but a breach is leveraged. But the Lord is saying that when you rebuild, you're actually rebuilding, starting with the repairing of the breaches. So we repair the breaches so the cities can stand again. Is that good news? Okay, can you put up um, Acts 15, 16 for me?
It says, after these things, I will return and I will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen. And that's in the book of Acts. We've also got that in Amos chapter 9, verse 11, 9, 11. And it says, you can put up Amos 9, 11. This is basically what it's quoting. Everyone should know these passages. And it says this, in that day I will raise up the fallen booth of David, David's tabernacle, which is what we're doing at the moment, and wall up its breaches, and I will also raise up its ruins and rebuild it as in the days. Rebuild it as in the days. Okay, of old. <laughs> Good. Um, this is really important. So when we're doing Tabernacle of David, this isn't obviously just us doing it. It's actually a type of something in the realm of the Spirit, if you want to say in the realm of the Spirit, that has been broken down that the church was supposed to own that then we are now stepping back into and rebuilding that place and that space. And so this isn't just about David's tabernacle. This is about rebuilding things in general. And this is just really, really important. Now, now what I want to focus on, though, I want to focus on, I talked about building alliances. Everyone okay? And I'm talking very quickly. Um, can you put up Ezra chapter 4 for me? Now, you both, everyone knows that Ez, both the book, books of Ezra and Nehemiah are all about building. They're actually about restoring. Everyone say restoring. Now, someone be, be clever. What is restored and built in the book of Ezra? The temple. And what is built and uh, restored and built or rebuilt in the book of Nehemiah? The walls. This is really, really good. Walls. Okay, there we go. Now, Hopefully after today, you'll be able to remember this really easily. But Ezra chapter four, let's go from verse one. We're gonna read a few down. Now let's read this together. So now the enemies of Judah and Benjamin heard that the people of the exile were building a temple to the Lord God of Israel. They approached Zerubbabel and the heads of the fathers households and said to them, let us build with you for we like you Seek your God, and we have been sacrificed to him since the days of Urshahadon, the king of Assyria, who brought us up here. Keep going. But Zerubbabel and Jeshua and the rest of the heads of the father's households of Israel said to them, you have nothing in common with us in building a house to our God, but we ourselves will together build to the Lord God of Israel as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. This is crazy. So we've got, we've got people building, I want to say building. We've got people building something for the Lord and someone coming alongside them, and this is, I'm not thinking of anything particular, but someone coming alongside them and saying, hey, you guys are doing some building. We want to build unto the Lord as well. Let's build together. But through a spirit of discernment, we understand that these guys were like, no, nah, there's something just not quite right. How many of you know that when you start to build something or when you partner with God in something, sometimes illegitimate partnerships can come along to try to take you off track. Let's put up the next scripture, that next scripture following on from that. Then the people of the land discouraged the people. Hold on a second. Weren't they supposed to be encouraging the people? Didn't they want to partner with the build? Why on earth would they be discouraging the people? Discourage the people of Judah and frightened them from building. Keep going. 
and hired counselors against them to frustrate their counsel all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Isn't that crazy? Now, let's put up Nehemiah chapter 4. Now, I know you guys understand this because you're never going to need to worry because you know that it's all about the number four. Nehemiah 4, Ezra 4. And so, so who knows, who, who's, who has read the word a fair bit? Who knows what happens in Nehemiah 4? You can just shout it out. It's a really famous piece of scripture. What happens? Yep, the families build together. But what's the main theme of that? Yes, it is to do with repairing breaches and all that. There is a guy, there is, it starts, there's a guy. Now it came about, let's go from first one, let's read this together. Now it came about that when Sambalat, that name in the original Hebrew means strength, heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became furious and very angry and mocked the Jews. He spoke in the presence of his brothers and the wealthy men of Samaria and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Are they going to restore it for themselves? Can they offer sacrifices? Can they finish in a day? Can they revive the stones from the dusty rubble? Even the burnt ones? Now this is hectic. You've got to remember, these are, these are, this is strength. These represent strength of people. So you've got to remember that people are doing things for the Lord and then you've got not just one person, but you've got a whole, a whole uh, uh, people group really coming against, coming against what they're doing. So keep going. Now Tobiah the Ammonite, everyone say boo. He's, he's, a, he's a baddie. Okay. Was near him and he said, even what they are building, if a fox should jump on it, remember the little foxes, he would break their stone wall down. Keep going. Hear, now this is them. Hear, O oh, uh, oh, our God, how we are despised. Repro return their reproach on their heads and give them up for plunder in a land of captivity. Keep going. Do not forgive their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out before you, for they have demoralized the builders. So we built the wall and the whole wall was joined together to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. Now, the, the word mind, there is a word heart, and it's basically a place of agreement. And there is something about a need for agreement when we come into building with the Lord, when we, when we come to focusing on something that the Lord is asking us to do. There needs to be a realm, a place of agreement. This is really, really important. Actually, Christina talks a, a tiny bit about this, talking about kind of like a bond of peace on Sunday morning, a brilliant message, you, you should listen to it. Um, but it's really interesting because, because what we've got then is we've got it just in two instances straight away in two books about rebuilding. The first thing that you see within the first four chapters, and it's ongoing too, is you see a commissioning to build and then you see an opposition to the build. That's literally what you see. And this is a spiritual dynamic that happens time and time and time and time again. Whether we're building something in our own personal lives, whether we're being called, whether we're being called to build something out 
somewhere else in terms of maybe we're, we're being called to build something corporately, maybe you're part of this church and you're called to build with us in the realm of the spirit, realm of the natural, David's tabernacle coming back, building that, maybe it's to do with building or connecting in with the church in Moonta, whether it's to do with the political stuff that we're putting our hand to, maybe it's to do with deliverance or healing ministry, whatever it is, maybe it's, it could be anything to do with connecting, connecting to Field of Dreams, I'm talking about the context of Field of Dreams now, it could be anything, but whatever it is, you get the commissioning first, and then you get the opposition. Now, it's just the way it is. This is just, this is just normal. So if you, are, if you ever get any opposition when, it's, when you're looking to partner with God or build with God, you are on the right track. Now, amen. Now, when I got saved um, many, many years ago now, I'm not gonna tell you how many, but, but a long time, oh, actually it's 20 years. So when I got saved 20 years ago, I remember getting saved and going back to London. Now I've just been back to Northern Ireland, I'm not gonna go through that again. I remember going back to London, I remember seeing my mum. My mum was a very interesting person, if I say interesting person. <coughs> and my, I remember my mum going and, and she goes, oh, and I got saved and I said, mum, guess what? I've met Jesus and I'm gonna devote the rest of my life to him and building his kingdom. That is literally the heart, that's what I was talking about. And I remember my mum coming alongside me and just going, oh. And I remember her coming alongside me and she goes, oh dear, oh dear, it's gonna be okay. You've just done too many drugs. That's literally, literally, literally to a T what she said. Oh, it's okay, dear, you've just done too many drugs. It's gonna be okay. Why don't we, you, I might have said this before, but she said, why don't we just go to the pub? Let's just go to the pub, have a drink and forget all about this nonsense. That's literally what she said. And I just remember wanting a level of support, but I didn't get it. And I remember that was just the first part of opposition. Then I flew back through Dubai. My uncle lived in Dubai at the time and I had, he had a beautiful house in Dubai. And I remember I was in Dubai and I had a beautiful bedroom and he set up this beautiful bedroom. And I remember lying down on the bed and next to my bed was a book about, and the book literally said, why no one should believe in God. And I'm going, okay. Now this is, this, this is like, okay, here we go. And let me tell you this right now, my, my family rallied magnificently and, and I love them, they're, they're gone now, but, but I did, I, you know, I learned to love them pretty quick after that. But, but I wanna say this, that, that I, I came into this space where, where my whole family were, so, were really against what I was doing and then they managed to rally all of their friends consistently, so much so that when my mum died, I would get emails, you're in a cult, this is, I can't believe you've done this, who are you, you've been brainwashed, and everyone would just come against what we were doing and what we were trying to build. And, and, and I know that no one here has ever experienced anything like that. But what was interesting about this whole situation is this, that again, you set your hand to the plough, you set your hand to the plough, you set your focus into something. We've been talking about in the internship, uh, distractions and the spirit of distraction that comes to actually turn your head away from the focus that God's got you in. But if you just wanna look at, if we wanna look at it in the context of this, of building alliances or, or what it looks like to build, we need to be extremely careful and extremely discerning when we move into new seasons. We need to be extremely careful as to who we're partnering with and which voices we're listening to. Because it's very, it can be very easy to allow those voices to steer you off track and to bring you into something, something that's not necessarily God. Even if they say, I'm God, but this is, this is not, necessarily, not necessarily what I feel like God is saying to you. Now, um, can you put up for me, um, hold on. 
sorry. Matthew 16, 18. So Matthew 16, 18, everyone's heard this before. Is everyone okay? Is everyone going to be okay? Yes, I know you are. Okay, now, I also say to you, this is Jesus talking to Peter. Peter's just come up with an amazing revelation. And he says, I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Now, I have heard amazingly terrible uh, messages on this. Really, uh, really terrible, saying we, the way we build the church is you need to serve in church. This, is, this scripture is all about people, if you really want to work for Jesus, you have to serve in church as much as you're possibly able to. And that's what this scripture is all about. That is not right. The word build there is actually the word edify. And Jesus is actually saying, I will edify my church. It actually comes from the root word when he's talking about prophecy, where Paul says the prophecy is about the edification of the church. That's actually where the root word here comes from. Jesus says, I will build my church, build people up internally. I will build them up as living stones and the gates of Hades, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And this is part of it. So when we're building with Jesus, when we start to build his church, what we start to see is we start to see an empowerment from the Holy Ghost to get the job done, to build the church up, to edify the church in order that the church would be built up into a place of fullness. And from that place of fullness, the church is able to move forward powerfully into everything that is being called to do. But that is what it looks like for us to partner and edify and build the church with Jesus, just, to, just, to, just as a quick qualifier. So as we are then being called into that, we understand then that sometimes levels of opposition can steer us into particular directions. And what that's designed to do is designed to not just take your focus, but designed to take a level of drive, discouragement, not encourage, not edify, not being built up, but actually de deflate you. How many people have ever been deflated by someone? See, the enemy wants to deflate you in order that you wouldn't be strengthened, in order that you wouldn't be edified, and in order that you wouldn't be able to push hard into the things that God has got for you. And this is really important. So, so I'm saying this is kind of a prophetic kind of heads up that there are spirits around that are looking to pop your bubble that are looking to dismantle what's being built, that are looking to, to discourage you, that are looking for you not to be edified in the things of the Lord. But let me tell you this right now, God is bigger. And God is saying it is a time of building and I'm giving people the heads up because I'm releasing a spirit of discernment in order that people will be able to discern right partnerships, be able to discern what's coming up from the right or the left, what things are designed to discourage someone and what things are designed to edify and to build people. You know, you know there are, I've, met, I've met many people, um, Christians, and I'd like to say that every Christian I've ever met has been so encouraging, but it's not true. But I have met non-Christians that have edified me through God and they never even knew it. And, and what is that? That's actually a recognition. I'm not saying go out and spend all your time in clubs. Yeah, Daryl said I should be... Be, be raving it up in clubs, it's all okay. Um, um, I, I'm gonna go, sorry, that was, I had a bad week at church. I wasn't encouraged, but that was, that was my raving, that was my raving hand. Sorry, I said no. Ebony, all right, don't make me get you up here to do some dancing. How many, who knew, knew that Ebony's a hip hop dancer? Did you all know that? Come on, like a real, real one. Okay, one day, come on, let's, let's go, Ebs. There you go, that's what you get. Okay, now, um, but, but, I'd never embarrass her, but, 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 I've said but a few times now. 
Just because we have a bad week doesn't mean that we then run to the unsaved, the people that don't know the Lord, and look for our edification there. But what it is, is in this season, there, is a new, there are new alliances being released. There are new alliances being released. There are new, I wanna call them this, building buddies. There are new, woo, there are new building, if you're single, don't read into that too much. But there are new <laughs> building, yes, that's right, Caitlin, I'm thinking about you. Uh, so, so there are new building buddies, it's okay report. Uh, so there are new building buddies being released. And yes, maybe some of them are relationships. But it's really important that we understand that, that God is releasing those because two can set 10,000 to fly. And there is something that we do better in company than we do by ourselves. How many of you know that's true? But there, before the legitimate building buddies come, how many of you know that there sometimes need to be illegitimate building buddies? And what God is saying is He says, I'm giving you discernment about the legitimate building buddies and the illegitimate building buddies. And this is a word to prepare, to equip people for the next season. There are a number of people. How many people are joining Luminate this year? If you're, oh, awesome, so, so good. Well, you, are gonna make, you will meet building buddies in Luminate. It's gonna be awesome. You're gonna have great friends. Everyone in Luminate is gonna be safe. Don't worry, we've screamed them all, screamed them, screamed them. Maddie's, and they can't get in if they're, if they're illegitimate building buddies. And, and, but that's really exciting. But that isn't just for people moving into Luminate. That's for anybody. That's for people who are alive right now in the church. How many people are alive? Okay, oh wow, okay, we've got issues. We need to pray for people. Um, but if you're alive, this is an invitation for you to come into or to at least start to acknowledge this new level of partnership in your world as to the people that God is releasing you into, to, into, releasing to you to partner with you to see the kingdom made manifest in different ways in different seasons. And this is because we are in a season of incredible mobilising. We're in a season of incredible mobilizing. And with that, it requires a brand new thing. Bill Johnson says, he says that the new wine is in the cluster. Now, I know that we read about that in the book of Isaiah. What does a cluster mean? A cluster means lots of people. And you know, we're in a cusp of outpouring. But let me tell you this, God isn't gonna pour his spirit out on an empty building. He pours his spirit out on people. Then people get empowered. They get revived. We want revival. Well, that's actually to revive and refresh people to go out and do the work of the ministry. That's part of what revival is all about. It's actually to equip, to edify. I will edify. I will build my church and the gates of Hades, the gates of hell will not. You see, we get so big. We get bigger than the gates. We get bigger than the gates of hell. I'm telling you right now that we start to administrate rule and reign and take dominion as we are built up into the fullness, outpouring and I believe revival and outpouring is all part of that. But this message today isn't about that. This message is a very short prophetic, well, relatively short prophetic encouragement for people about being discerning in this next season so that you can recognise your, your building buddies for this next season. Because this is what it's gonna look like. Who, how many people this speak? Some of you might have already met one of your building buddies. Now you've got to take that and you have to scan them, maybe bring them to Maddie, make sure, make, bring them to Christina or myself. We can just grill them in a room for an hour if you'd prefer that, which we can easily do. I'm just, well, sorry. <laughs> so that's like a pastor's dream where you get to, because we get to deal with it afterwards rather than prior. Yeah. Uh, so prior rather than afterwards, that's what I meant. You know, a lot of the time, oh my goodness, I can't believe this happened. I'm like, but I told you, I told you clear as day, don't do it, don't do it. 
No, it's okay. I feel like it's from God. Don't do it. Then six months later, I can't believe I did it. Anyway, anyway. How many of you know God puts prophetic shepherds, not just me, but God puts prophetic shepherds. You might be watching on live stream. You're in your church. God gives wisdom to the pastors, to the shepherds, prophetic shepherds, to help lead and guide you into the things that God, is, God wants to call you into. Cool. Okay. So I will build, I will edify my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Now, in each season, now someone mentioned about building in family, and, and later on in the book of Nehemiah, in chapter four, it talks about building uh, the breaches in the wall, and it says, uh, building the breaches, repairing the breaches in the wall, and it says that one hand, they have a weapon, and the other hand, they have a building tool. And that is part of what we're doing at the moment. And what I started to see was I started to see tools, I mentioned this to Maddie earlier, that I really feel like God is gonna teach us which about building tools in each season. I really believe that he's gonna start to speak to you about which building tools he's releasing to you in this season to build with him. But he's also going to speak to you about which weapons he's releasing to you at the same time too. We do an amazing class. It's too late to apply for Luminate now. But there's an amazing class called Weapons of Warfare. It's my favorite, favorite class. Um, where we learn about the weapons of our warfare, weapons in the realm of the spirit. Because each person has a weaponry or, or an arsenal uh, set apart for you to administrate in the realm of the spirit with regards to weaponry. And I really believe that one of the things, and this is where this song came from tonight as well, that one of the things that God wants to do is he wants to restore your song. Why? Because your song is a weapon. You know that the one thing that the enemy wants to do is silence your mouth. He wants to silence your mouth because you build. When someone edifies, it talks about prophecy. It says, eagerly desire. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse two. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Why? Because it says in verse 31, talks about prophecy edifying the church. You see, prophecy comes from where? Does anyone do, do you do prophecy out of your underarm? Hold on, I have a word for you. You do it out of your foot. The Holy Spirit breathes on you. Where does it normally come out? Well, hopefully the mouth. I've got a word for you. I don't want that word. <laughs> Not out of the bottom. <laughs> but the wind of the Spirit comes out the mouth, breathes through your mouth. It's okay. It's okay. To edify. Let's put up... Um, let's put up... Um, Isaiah chapter 50, verse four, please. You see, if your mouth is shut, the Holy Spirit can't use it. But if your mouth is open, not too open, some of you. But when your mouth is open and you are open to the Holy Spirit empowering your tongue, guess what starts to happen? You start to partner with God in the building of the church, the edifying of the church. And it says this, for the Lord God has given me the tongue of disciples that I may know how to sustain the weary one with a word. This is so important. Okay, next one. He awakens my ear morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. Keep going. Your mother was sent away. Okay, that's... A completely different passage. Okay, okay, there we go. Okay, wow. Um, that was that's funny. Okay, 
uh-oh. <laughs> now, the Lord God has opened my ear and I was not disobedient, nor did I turn back. I gave my back to those who strike me and my cheeks to those who pluck out the beard. I did not cover my face from humiliation, spitting this size eyes, commissioning now. Keep going. For the Lord God helps me, therefore I am not disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like flint. And I, will, I know that I will not be ashamed. You see, in, when God brings us into what he's bringing us into, calls us into what he calls us into, he's saying, he awakens my ear, talking about Isaiah, awakens my ear morning by morning to listen like one being taught. The word, the word is the learned or the disciples, to have the ear of disciples. You know, when we got born again, he gave each of us the ear of disciples. He gave each of us to, to what? So he could speak into us, into our ear, a word that will sustain him who is weary. You see, we talk about a lot of the time, who's prophetic in the church? Let me tell you this, God's desire is the whole church would be prophetic. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. You see, God's goal is to build his church. And he's saying in this next season, I'm calling people to build my church with me in ways that they have never experienced before. But it's gonna look like having our ears opened to hear the word that sustains and builds and us to have a level of discernment as we run forward into the things of God as to who are the legitimate building buddies that God is giving us. This is really, really important because for some of us, your building buddy will literally be like a prophetic person that comes alongside you. You prophesy over them, they prophesy over you and you both get built up and edified and move into even more of what God's got for you through that specific relationship or those relationships but some of them can be weird and some of them can be really good and this is what God is saying in this next season he's saying are you ready to be edified are you ready to take on the word of the Lord are you ready to edify everybody around you are you ready to have a word in season to sustain them who are weary in order that you can build my church with me in order that we would all be built up and the gates of Hades the gates of hell would not prevail against my church you see, uh, there are people here and you're gonna work in levels of discernment, you'll work in levels of edification and you will actually build people up into places where they're able to discern for themselves. You're gonna give them a big nose. You're gonna give them an ability, as the nose is a discernment. You're gonna give them an ability through the edification of your mouth, you will give them an ability to discern what's going on in their world and discern how they are being called to build and discern, discern the word of the Lord for their own life too. And that is gonna be part of what starts to happen as the body builds itself up in love and builds itself up in a place of prophetic edification. In this, in this next time. But it's all about partnering with the right people and knowing what, who are legitimate building buddies and who are illegitimate building buddies. Because just because somebody says that they're Christian, I've met some very, very, very strange prophetic Christians in my life, and I'm sure I have been one once. But it's being discerning, it's being, having a level of awareness as to what spirit people are carrying. You see, in the book of Ezra, we just read it a second ago, they were aware of what spirit, it didn't matter what was coming out of the mouth. It didn't matter what came out of the mouth. And let me tell you this right now, a lot of junk can come out of people's mouths. A lot of junk. It didn't matter what was coming out. What was the first thing they said? Instead of seeing them as people, this is, this is what you've got to understand. Just read, read the book of Ezra. Even read the first five chapters. What you've got to understand is that what they were doing was a hard job. So what happens when people come to offer service? They can flip. 
this is really good. This is going to get the job done for the Lord quicker. But how many of you know that as soon as the words came out of their mouth, we're going to partner with you, we can build with you. They were like, no, there's something off there. There's something not right. And they hit the mark with their discernment because no sooner as they, had they say no, had, no sooner had they said no, then the people then are rallied against them to, to stop them from building. And let me tell you this right now, this is a prophetic encouragement, but also a little tiny bit of a prophetic warning too, that just because someone says something, just because it sounds nice and feel, has got good feels on it, doesn't necessarily mean it's God. And we must be discerning in this next season as to who we are to partner with, how we are called to partner, and how we are, wow, 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 wow. okay, there we go. and how we are to build and where we are supposed to build. Because, because yes, okay, sure. Can everyone just close your eyes for a second and just put the pads on? I hope everyone's encouraged. Father, in the name of Jesus, Would you give us a heightened sense of discernment in this season to know how to partner and how to knit our hearts with others? Where there has been illegitimate knitting, not thinking of anything, any person, anything. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. If, if that speaks to you about illegitimate knitting of your heart, can you just stand to your feet? I just literally saw this. This, this angel just come in. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for all the people standing. And we thank you, God, that there would be a severing at a heart level of anything illegitimate that has been yoked or, or, or tied to people's hearts in the name of Jesus, where there's been anything illegitimate. Father, we thank you for legitimacy in partnership. We thank you for legitimacy and partnership. And so right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for a severing of any soul or spirit tie that's come by way of illegitimate partnership or even a demonic assignment to take people out. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for that. And we thank you, too, that you are releasing a realm of discernment over this whole body in order that we would be able to weigh and test and discern and distinguish the spiritual origin of where something's coming from. So can everyone just stand to your feet? I'm going to pray, pray this over everyone now. just say this, just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to build well with you. Would you give me discernment to know how to partner, how to knit myself healthily with the right people? From now on, I only want to run with the running partners you are giving me anything illegitimate thank you for the heads up and thank you for a spirit of wisdom 
revelation and discernment to baptize me continually as I run into everything you've called me into. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Just stay standing for a second. So right now, we just call forth in the realm of the Spirit, the runners. We call forth those who are called to run. And this is a word that I had on my spirit, and I'm just going to release this just just briefly. I'm going to talk about this a little bit on Sunday. But this is what I, I, I want to release to you is that John the Baptist was a forerunner. And he was very, amen. And he was very, very strange. Um, but this is what I feel. But there was a word released in 2003 about Australia and Southeast Asia by a guy called Todd Bentley, and then it was released again by a guy called Charles Stock. And it was, and, and it was about a John the Baptist mantle falling on people in Australia who would carry miracle signs and wonders, but carry the message of repentance, carry the message of repentance and fear of the Lord through Australia. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this John the Baptist reality. It's literally calling those people out into a place of repentance. It says that John had the message of repentance. I know in Christ, but, but I feel like this is what God wants to do. He wants to release this faith. It's literally like the spirit of Elijah. And so, Father, we thank you, God, for these faith-filled people, for all of us in Australia in this time. Father, we thank you that we would be ushered in to a reality of the administration of the fear of the Lord and repentance like never before. Remember, we, there was that word, I think Christina was praised this word and James Gold spoke a word as well, that in the end times, the marriage would be the spirit of joy and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Let me tell you this, repentance equals joy. Repentance isn't a dirty word. And so I feel like the Lord is saying, get ready for the spirit of joy and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. In this outpouring, in this time, marrying together and empowering people to carry an incredible message of repentance, an incredible message of repentance in the fullness of the kindness of God. Because it's the kindness of God, it's the preaching of the true gospel which is the kindness and goodness of God, which draws men unto repentance. And so, Father, we thank you for releasing some wildfire preachers who will go on the highways and the byways, who will literally call out, the, call and preach the full gospel, the pure gospel out to those who need it most all over this nation in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we bless that. And we thank you, God, for unusual opportunities to, for people to share their faith. Unusual opportunities, unusual boldness, unusual confidence for people to share their faith in this next season in order that many people would come into a new level of, of, of harvesting wherever they are in Jesus' name. And everybody said, so good. Well, very, very good. Very, very good.
so good. Just do me a favor, just put your left hand in the air. Just say this, God, I receive my new weapon. Now put your right hand in the air. Say, God, I receive my new work tool to build. I say yes <laughs> to the new season of building. Whatever it looks like, whatever it takes, I choose to be positioned on the wall by the breach, whatever it looks like in the realm of the Spirit. And I acknowledge that I am born for such a time as this to repair the breaches, to repair the cities laid waste in the realm of the Spirit and in the realm of the natural. I say yes to the mandate and assignment to build in Jesus' Name. And everybody said last time, Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand or a shout or something. Come on. So good. Well, you can grab your communion. Why don't you grab your communion? You can tear, tear, tear it up. Lord Jesus, we just acknowledge that we can't do anything without you and what you did at the finished work. So Father, we thank you that even as people partake in communion right now, that will be so profound, that there will be something so spiritually activating through communion tonight in the name of Jesus. Just as we talked about discernment, Lord Jesus, we acknowledge that you died in order that we would become mature sons. And so Father, we acknowledge that part of that maturity is being discerning and active in the realm of the Spirit in Jesus' name. Take your communion whenever you like. was in South America, just finish on this. When I was in South America, one of the times, God would really talk to me about the motive of people's hearts, even in the church. And you know, you'd meet people and you're like, oh yeah, come on, this is awesome. And the motive, a lot of the time, some of the time, I don't want to say a lot of the time, the motive some of the time was that we, people just wanted to get finance. They, want, they, they saw us as a financial means 
And, and when I first went there, I remember just being so, the first time I was, because we went to South America a number of times, but I remember the first time I went, I was so naive in it. And I was like, wow, but these are all Christians. This is great. You know, come back every, and they'll be like, come back every year. We'll book it in now. Here's the dates. We'll get all of your, and then, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. But actually, it was all about partnering with the right people because the right people had the right motive and they were carrying the right, it was the right gate. And so in that, I just felt to even say that just now, again, for the last time, that, that it, is, it is really about just making sure that we have a level of awareness as to where people's hearts are at and that they are the right people that God's calling us to partner with. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, guys, well, have a wonderful night. It's a bit of an early mark. Have a great night tonight. Thank you so much for being with us. We will be back here on Sunday, on Sunday at 10 o'clock. We'll look forward to seeing you. 9.30, 10.30. I've only been working here for eight years. You'd think that I'd know that by now. My apologies. It has been, it has been a very big couple of weeks. So bless you guys. Thank you so much for being with us. We'll see you on Sunday, 10.30, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in Munter. And we'll look forward to seeing you then. Bless you. Have a great rest tonight and drive safe.